listening to Your Bright Future, a Lava Ridge counseling podcast connecting home and school, where we share tips and tools to build a bright future for our students. All right. Welcome to Your Bright Future with Mr. LD and Mrs. J. Hey, welcome back, everybody. All right. This is our second episode on our kind of tough topics with technology. And this one, we're going to be talking about video games, which which is a passion of mine, I got to oh, say, it's Tanya. it's fun. I'm, you know what? I'm an old lady. So yeah. I, my video game history is kind of strange because when I was a kid, video games didn't even really exist. I mean, I think I was 10 or 12 before... You know, we've got a TI. Mm. People won't even know what a TI is. No, Texas Instruments. Okay, and it okay. was like a keyboard that you attached to your TV and you could play a few games. We had like the old Atari Pong game. Like mm. I remember getting those for the first time. So, I mean, I have a, a long history. I would, I've been there since the beginning. Um, <laughs> but video games have surely evolved yeah, for sure. over all these many years, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I love video games myself. It's, I, I mean, always my first was a classic Nintendo, but I've, like, currently, I, I still play a lot. I have an Xbox, a PlayStation, and a Nintendo Switch, you know. Yeah, which is pretty typical, yeah. I think, of guys your age. I mean, my brother's just a few years older than you, I think, and he, same thing, he has, like, a video game room in his mm-hmm, house where mm-hmm. he plays video games and stuff, and, and he's got all kinds of systems, and he's next, you know, with we have questions, we call him, because he knows everything about every video <laughs> game, so, and you're kind of the same way, yeah, so yeah. I think that it's good. You know, video games are fun. Yeah, um, sure. In fact, even last year, when I was trying to kind of cut back on my social media use a little bit, one of the things I did to replace that behavior was I went and got a switch. So I was playing, Animal like, Crossing, Animal right? Animal Crossing, and I was playing Sudoku and, uh-huh. you know, some of those kinds of things. Um, so I, it's a fun activity. Yeah. Um, but it's a tough topic as well because there are some kind of negative things that for come sure, along sure. with video game use. And, and like all things, you have to do it in moderation. Mm-hmm. And so we want to just talk to you about some of the reasons why we mm-hmm. feel like this is one of those tough topics that we should have a conversation with kids about because they it's a world where they can get so easily sucked in yeah, yeah and it no can question. be a time waster and it can be kind of a you talked in the last episode about you know that dopamine hit mm-hmm. like you're swimming in dopamine i mean that nowhere is that more prevalent than in a video game right yeah, because sure. they're every few seconds they're popping yeah, out another yeah. A reward or a heart mm-hmm. or a you know mm-hmm. prize or treasure or getting, something. You know, those achievements or those trophies Absolutely. unlocked. Yeah, there's a and lot so of layers to that. There's a lot of reasons why it, it, it's a good thing for us to talk about video yeah. games and balance with kids. Yeah, I think that's the critical thing because in, in today's world, you know, if I, I, we don't have data on this, but I, the vast majority of our sixth and seventh graders play video games, you know, fairly regularly. Yeah. It's 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 a big part of. The world today, like you said, a lot of people our ages play video games, oh, yeah. and, and and there are positive, you know, the social connection. There, there's studies about hand-eye coordination, resilience, right? Some I just finished Elden Ring, which I loved. That taught me some grit and resilience because you die a lot in that game, and yeah, you keep you going back keep forth. Back. And and there are positives to that for sure. But again, the balance is so key. Um, just kind of anecdotally, I think it'd be good to kind of share. Some counselor yep. experience. I, I, I obviously we never share specifics, but I could think of a lot of students I've worked with that are obsessed. Yes. you know they come to class, and and I've had kids say the only motivation in their life is to get home and be able to play Call of Duty or whatever game yep. they have on their mind. And so when they're here at school. They're not present in their class, in their math class or science class or whatever. They're just thinking about when they get to get home 
and hop online or wh- yeah. whatever it is they're playing. Yeah, back almost back to their real life, right? Yeah, I mean, for I'm sure. In quotations, but like they just are enduring their real life, so they they get back to their like virtual mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. where they live most of the time, which is which is which can be problematic, right? Yeah. Um, when I was a when I was at the elementary school, I had a student who was uh, was constantly in trouble. Just had so many, you know, kind of diagnosed with ADD and. And just so many problems in class, he just couldn't sit still. And and every weekend that he would go off, and I would ask him when he came back, like, "Hey, what'd you do this weekend?" And he, oh, well, I played. Uh, <laughs> what's the What's the Grand Theft Auto? Oh, yeah. I played Grand uh, Theft Auto with my dad all weekend, and mm. I'm like, "You are literally seven years old. Like, you should not be playing." <laughs> I, mean, I didn't say that obviously to him, but I did have lots of conversations yeah, with his yeah. dad about, "Hey, you know." this is not good for him because he's coming to school and he's being violent and he's being, you know, he just can't pay attention. And there's so many things that are going on with that. But, you know, it's one of the reasons why I think we as counselors see this a lot. And so it's one of the reasons why we want to talk about this, but because it does have kind of an impact. It has an impact on, on kids when they're obsessed, when Mm -hmm. they're, that's all they're doing with their life. When that's kind of their real life, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard for them to, be successful at school. For sure. And, and just beyond school, right? I mean, a big part of our role as educators is to help students be c- ready for a college and career, you know, yeah. college and career readiness. And and if if they struggle under your roof and then they go off to college or work in their own apartment, you know, I, I've had friends actually that have lost jobs because of video games or like legitimately because they just want to stay home. And I mean, World of Warcraft, someone I'm thinking of uh, with one particular your friend, but they just lost their job because all yeah. they wanted to do was stay in and play World of Warcraft. So it, there are some of those big negative side effects. And we'll kind of talk about, you know, some specifics, but kind of paint a big picture. I think some good recommendation. This one is by the American Academy of Pediatrics on time. And what their guidelines is, no more than 60 minutes on school days and two hours on non-school days for kids over six. So that would be our students, you know, mm-hmm. here here with the intermediate level. So I, and I think that's doable, you know, no more than 60 minutes. And for kids under six, closer to 30 minutes, you know, no right. more than 30 minutes on school days. And I think that's doable, but I know... Many of our students are not are not getting that, yeah, or, or would, are doing a lot more. And than I would that. say that don't you think that probably includes like watching other people play video games too? Like it yeah. wouldn't just be like you actively playing, but cause like yeah, my little sure, seven year sure. old first grader, right? He's mm-hmm. just watching his dad play all weekend. Mm-hmm. But I still think that that's you know Definitely. time time out, time to go outside, time yeah. to go play, time to do. It's about balance. It's yeah. about finding a, finding those limits and putting those those limits in place so that you're not that's not all they're doing all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that goes to one thing I read that two thirds of U.S. children and adolescents report they have no rules related to media use, and obviously that, that's the child, right? So their yeah. parents might be like, "What? We have right. rules," yeah, that's but true. but two thirds of them report having no rules at home. So again, we want you to be part of that, you know, one third that are having rules in place and kind of those expectations. Hey, you know how I knew my rules worked at home? How, how's that? My kids would complain. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You if go. you, if you have effective rules in place, kids are like, mom, I am. they would <laughs> complain to me about it. Right. But if I, if my rules were not working or if they didn't, if they found a way to get around the rules, I would never hear a complaint and it would mm. make me suspicious. I'd be like, <laughs> like, oh, mm. I better check yeah. my check my parental controls are not working, obviously, because they aren't complaining yep. to me every second. Maybe tighten that up a little bit. So anyway, there's a key tip for everyone out there. <laughs> like if, if your kids are complaining, then it's probably working. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one question, I mean, again, 
your child play it probably plays video games and that's normal but how do you know if you're it's a problem right if it's problematic use and and some tips that i i thought were useful is if life seems to be dominated by video games meaning that's their only motivator right the only time the only way you could get them to do homework or other things is saying you can't play your video games until this yeah. or it's the only thing they talk about they think about if it is their primary you know, source of any kind of yeah, exactly, or, exactly, and yeah. and I'll be honest, I've been there in my own life, right? As a, as a child, even sometimes in my adult life, I uh, you know when I I'm way into a game, I get kind of obsessed, and that I kind of have some of that problematic thought patterns where I just get obsessed with it. Um, another one, then this is these these guidelines are kind of true for any problematic addiction, right? But social interactions inside and outside of home have been negatively impacted. So if your child's usually been pretty friendly with the family or with friends, and then all of a sudden while they're playing Xbox or on their phone or whatever, they just stop playing with other people. They just sit in their room, don't come interact with you as a family. That that could be a problem, problematic yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Grades falling, you know, that's a classic kind yeah, of sign yeah. of, of issues outside of school Mm -hmm. is when they stop paying attention to homework, stop paying attention to assignments in class, their grades drop, um, hygiene neglected, that can be (laughs) one, you know, and we do see quite a few kids that they're just too tired because they were up at night or they're too tired because they were, they just didn't have time and they didn't manage that properly. Right. And then lack of sleep Mm -hmm. is another one. Cause like, like we've mentioned, you know, many, many times before, kids are up on technology whether it's video games or cell phones or youtube or whatever it is they they just don't get enough sleep because Mm -hmm. they're they're doing that right and then if you try to stop the game or take it away they have meltdowns right like that's a pretty big key sign that was one way i knew that one of my kids was addicted to technology was i was like well you're gonna not have to have Mm -hmm. your and it it was the biggest meltdown that i've ever seen and that was like oh red flag went up you know finally you probably have an issue here so yeah watch for those kinds of things if they've you know stolen from you Mm -hmm. to in order to to buy a game or to play more games or if they've you know somehow been uh deceitful yeah, about yeah. That in some way that usually will indicate that they're yeah, if, if you catch them lying to you right honestly it's so critical to your relationship but if they're lying to you on a regular basis about their video game use or or sneaking in at night i'd it's amazing how many times students tell us you know they're they're up till like 2 a.m playing video games or on their phone and social media and we're like are your parents okay with that and they're like they have no idea. They think yeah. I'm sleeping, and 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 unfortunately, that's a common thing. Well, a common sure, because parents are up. sleeping. They're smart. Mm-hmm. They're in bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting or a we, good night's rest. Maybe. We're so exhausted from our work as parents and jobs and it's what have so you. True, and they can take advantage of that. Um, so, if any of those behaviors kind of are describe your child, it it definitely is a good idea to kind of take action. And and to be clear. Even if your child doesn't have any of those problematic things, it's good to have guidelines and kind yep, of expectations, expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to set that up. But but I kind of compiled a list of what some action items you can do as a parent. Um, and I think one of the big things is just, first of all, you know, having priorities in place. So having... Uh, my, my mom was good at this as a kid, but that we couldn't play video games until after we had our homework done or our chores done or whatever it was our expectations for that day. Or on the weekend, I remember I'd wake up early 
because I, I we could play more video games on the weekend as a kid, but I'd wake up early to clean my bathroom because that was the expectation that I first had to... the work then the play. Yeah, that yeah, was exactly. My, that was our mantra. <laughs> but I, I had to wake up early and clean before I could play my games. So, so I, I think that's a good one. And, and again, with school, um, and and obviously sometimes if your child gets home from school and they're just worn out and they they use video games as a quick little boost a break. And that that's okay, you know, but but don't let them go crazy for hours, you know. Let them play for a few minutes and be, then do the work. And it's going to look different for everyone, right? Like totally, you, totally. You may have a system that works perfectly where your kid gets to come home and and they limit themselves and they they have a quick little game and that's fine, you know. But other kids, once they get on there, it may be torture getting them off again, mm. and so that's when you'd want to maybe put something in place that where they get first the work, then the play. But it's going to look different for, and it might even look different between children in yeah. the same home yeah. you know there's you've you've got different personalities and different uh different motivators for different mm-hmm, kids and mm-hmm. so that's going to be different too so that's why this is such a hard job and why this is a tough topic but it's definitely something that needs to be set up before the meltdown or before the problem yeah. behavior right so it's it's better to happen sooner than later for sure um we talked i think about uh bedtimes for mm-hmm. um, phones when we talked about pornography, but I think mm-hmm. it's true for maybe controllers or video games too, yeah. or their phone or their tablet or whatever it is that they're playing on um, their system. Even, you know, sometimes those have can be password protected or you can just take the plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The plug or a controller. Yeah. I think I, one parent at our, that's a teacher at our school said they do that with it. They just kind of take, the PS4 controllers at night and they're in their room. So they, and again, you're removing the temptation. You're removing that, you know, that dopamine hit. Cause often it can be that, you know, enticing where yeah. they just want to be deceptive and lie about it. But yeah. if you remove that as an option, you're helping them and yourself. I've seen parents who, you know, the plugs have holes in the ends of the plugs and mm. they put a padlock through there oh, with it, like a, that locks the ah, key, so okay. that you can't plug it in right yeah, so I've like seen that, that before <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so and the, and each system has its own built-in controls as well mm. so parental um controls that you can set time limits and you can mm. you know set ratings on games mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so that they have um a little bit more uh control when the kids are playing actually playing the games which yeah. is nice I, I this one I think is great for me because I try to do this model healthy game use. You know, I, probably many of our students. I mean, I know this. Many of our children's parents enjoy video games too, and that's good and healthy and fun. I get like I said, I play video games myself, but I'm very cognizant that I my boys are watching me play video games. And, and if all I do when I get home from work is I just say, "Oh, leave me alone," I'm going to go play Xbox. That isn't modeling good priorities, that right? That isn't modeling healthy use. So I, I, and I talk about that. I say, oh, I like video games, but I know I need to do these other things. I want to spend time with you. I have other priorities that are important in my life as well. And then I'm going to play my video games, you know, after I've done all that other stuff. And, and you could explicitly talk about it, but it, at the very least, model healthy use. And again, that doesn't mean you never play, but but you just want to show that you have balance in your own life. I love that you say talk about it though, because that is where you're going to kind of model the thought processes mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be looking at your phone and your child doesn't know what you're doing on the phone, right? Yeah. But if you're like, oh, well, I'm I'm paying my bill right now, mm-hmm. you know, or you're verbalizing kind of what you're doing on there, then you're 
your kid knows that you're not just spending hours and hours on your phone. You're actually doing something. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with video game use. You know, you, you, you just model your thought process. Like, well, I have a few minutes now. Should we go play a video game mm-hmm. before we have to go do this other thing? You know, if you're verbalizing it, then it helps them to understand how they should be thinking about the video game use as well. So yeah. I love that. If you can manage to do that, I think that just takes it to a whole other level. No, I love that. And, and, and play together, right? I yeah. mean, use it as a way to enhance your relationship. I, I often tell my students that, you know, technology should be a tool to enhance or not our life, not be our life. Yeah. You know, so you could play with your kids. You know, my six-year-old and I, he gets three video game, the, kind of our structure right now, he gets three video game days a week where he could play for 30 minutes and he could choose which day. But often he wants to play like Madden with me or whatever game. And those are fun. I, I play with them and we set a timer and, and, and it's a good time. And, and and he prefers that, actually. He has a little 3DS where he has games on it, but he'd always rather play with me, yeah. which is kind of cute and fun because I know it's not always going to be that way. But I, I think it could be a bonding activity if you use it that way, For too. For sure. Some of, my fun, some of my kids' most fun memories are us playing Super, not Super Mario, Mario Kart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I could never, ever, ever cross a bridge. I would always be falling off of <laughs> a bridge. And so that's something they remind me of all the time is that I... I'm not very good at that. <laughs> and it just has been a and good exactly those cool experience. memories that yeah, you have, right? It's fun. It's fun. And, and I, an, another tip, clear limits on gaming. So be very clear with that and have that open conversation. Um, have some days, and, and I think this is useful also. I do this for myself. Um, have some days where there isn't any gaming during the week. You know, I'd recommend if, if you're currently your kids playing every day of the week, start with one day and you just say, all right, one day this week, no video games. And I'm going to do it too, right? You say that as a parent. And then you could fill that time with balance, right? You right. know, you could go to something together. You could read a book. You could you could develop some hobbies, some activities, but, but modeling that and kind of having that structure where you're talking about it, right? Um, I think it's good to have a reasonable time frame for reassessment. So often it's, it's easy to just say, all right, here's the rules, and then never talk about it again. But yeah. just like any goal or structure, it's good to reassess. You know, one or two months down the road, you could revisit with your, your son or daughter. How is that going? You know, have you been sticking to the rules? Have you been doing this? And if you need to make adjustments, again, based on your family kind of culture and expectations do yeah find what works it has to be realistic right mm-hmm. as as do the consequences your consequences have to be realistic as mm-hmm. well um, and it needs to be set up beforehand so that they know what's going to happen if you if you they break the rules right it's mm-hmm. it's a totally different situation if you sit down as a family you talk about the consequences for breaking the expectations what's going to happen then if you you know find out that your kid was up at two in the morning <laughs> and you have this big emotional response and you throw the video game out the window or whatever mm-hmm. like it's, that's that's they're two different things and and I think that the first one is way more effective as far as developing like healthy habits that they're going to carry forward with them for their whole lives compared to um, you know then maybe hiding their use even more yeah, because yeah. of a big explosive reaction or for something. Sure, for sure. So it's it's so important to be able to to know ahead of time. And then when they're part of that process, then they've bought into it. They have been a part of making that plan. And so it's so much easier to get them to comply because you can say, hey, remember we agreed as a yeah, family yeah, yeah. that this is was what's going to happen. You broke the rule. Mm-hmm. And so now we're going to fall through with what we agreed. And it's very calm. It takes all the emotion yeah. out of it. It's such a nice way to 
to enforce rules when you, you're not like screaming and yelling and having a big, you're trying to negotiate in the middle of the emotional <laughs> state, right? Great, great parenting tip across the board, right? Where yeah. you kind of have those expectations and conversation before the big emotional moment. Because I, I know yeah, I have those and, and I really want to drop the hammer in that emotional moment. But it helps me, honestly, when I'm feeling upset and emotional to kind of fall back, okay, what did we decide upon, right? Yes. And, and go to that. I, yeah. I think that's great. And it, it just cuts down on arguing too because the kid's not going to be like, well, 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 because you can just be like, I, well, remember we decided. Yep, yep. And then we're just going to stick with that. If we want to reevaluate, we can. Like you mm-hmm. said, we can always adjust if we need mm-hmm. to. But but for now, we're going to stick with the plan and that's for sure. what we're going to do, right? Yeah, and, and another tip, make sure you know and approve of which games they're playing. And that, that's tricky, right? Because there are so many. There's thousands of games out there on phones, on video games. And, and, and we strongly recommend that you limit the, the extremely violent and any games of sexual nature. Right, because like you mentioned, your elementary kid playing Grand Theft Auto, you oh, know, yeah. it's because it's out there and it's easily accessible. But, but having those conversations and why... As your family, you don't think that's a great idea, you know, being being in that world all the time where you're. And there are lots and lots of out. resources, right? Like mm-hmm. there's tons of places where you can go and you can look up uh, what other parents think of it. They've rated it. They've put in the yeah. content that you might want to be aware of. You know, there is the rating system that you can refer to, but but there's lots of places out there that can give you extra information for about sure. the game yeah, so the, that you can make an informed decision about that. Totally. The ESRB, who does the rating system for America, they actually are a great website where, like we mentioned, the the controls for all the different systems, they, they can walk you through, okay, you have a Nintendo Switch, this is how you do it. You have an Xbox, this is how you do it. So And, and you could read kind of, you know, bullet points on why a game is rated a certain way, which is cool also. Another thing that would be, that's helpful is to just come up with some other alternative activities to do, right? Because sometimes you get in ruts where you're like, well, what else am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. You know, I have this video game and I want to play the video game and now it's really hard for me to think of anything else to do. You know, in the olden days when I was a kid, my (laughs) parents would just be like, go outside and play. Yeah. Well, that's not a very viable option anymore Mm -hmm. because a lot of kids aren't just hanging outside and playing anymore or else, else, you know, we live in a part of the city where it's not necessarily a safe place for kids Mm -hmm. to go out and play. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to kind of help your kids come up with alternative ideas and what could you do as a family or what could they do independently? You know, are there board games? Are there books? Are there, is there a family outing to the park? Is there the lake? You know, whatever Mm. it is, but come up with a plan of what to do with those other hours that aren't being used spending video games. For sure. Because video games are easy. They are, right? They are so easy. You already have the system. You already have your phone. And it's harder work to get these other hobbies and these other activities going. But I would strongly say it's worth it, right, to just have balance. And again, you're not cutting out video games. You're just adding other things and, right. and, and trying to help your student, your child, have a well-rounded you know, personality, well-rounded brain development, honestly. Yes, yes. I mean, there's, there's a lot of important reasons to make friends, to, to get out of their comfort zone and grow you know, for their future career in college readiness. There, there's for so many reasons. childhood memories. Exactly, you know, if, exactly. If all their childhood memories are playing video games, they're, they're, that's going to be a sad thing, right? No, for but sure. if they have family... Uh, other family activities or they're out in the world or they're experiencing nature or they're, you know, those are the fun activities yeah, that, that yeah. they're going to remember. Right. And, and then the video games can be part of that childhood mm-hmm. memory experience. Like enhance I was saying, your they, life. You yeah, know? It, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Enhance your life and have fun together. It's, it's an easy 
thing to say. Mm-hmm. It's a hard <laughs> thing to do. But I, we're hoping that this can really kind of give you some ideas of how to jump into that conversation with your kids and then just to set up a plan. And don't, one thing that I hope that our parents don't ever feel is that there's this bar that's so high that no, you can't ever all. meet that expectation. Start where you're at, yeah, right? For just sure, for you sure. have the conversation. And even if it's just a small adjustment in a positive direction, that is going to be a big payoff eventually. If you mm-hmm. can just stick that out and it's going to lead to other more positive interventions yeah, as yeah. well. So just, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with, but if you know this is a problem for your child or if it's a problem for your family, you know, just start small, start somewhere, just pick one idea out yeah, and be yeah. like, this is, this is what we want to do to try to change this in a more positive direction. Because if you wait to do that, it's like Jared and I have said so many times, if you wait to do that, then it will be almost impossible to yeah. make those little corrections. The time to do it is when they're young, when mm-hmm. they're still listening to you and they're still, <laughs> you know, looking at you as, as someone who has their best interest at heart mm-hmm. um, and who cares and loves them as their parent. Right. Sure. So I think that there, that window is kind of small sometimes. Yeah. But. Yeah. No question. And, and I love that Tanya, cause we never want anyone to be like, Oh, this is on video games. Well, I love video games. I'm not listening to this. Where you're at, start where you're exactly. at, and 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 just whether it's baby steps or big steps you want to take and take on, but but be realistic with what you can take on, right, and commit to, and and again, we like video games. I, I love Nintendo. Zelda's like my favorite franchise of any kind of media, but but it's balance. It's yeah. having that balance, and we want you to have a well-rounded experience. We want your child to have a well-rounded experience as they grow up, because we care about them. We care about you, and we just want to sh- support you in that journey. Yeah, I think a lot of times we're kind of saying the things that we wish yeah, we had sure. known, right? For when sure. my kids were younger, I wish I would have <laughs> known some of these things. Jared's raising kids right now. Mm-hmm. You know, what are some of the things that he wants his kids to grow up with? So this is this is kind of where we're coming from. But as always, we are here for support for you. If you are struggling with this, if you have any um, questions, if you are if you're not quite sure where to begin, mm-hmm. you know, we would love to be able to help you to help our students because yeah. we love them. We want them to to be as successful as possible. So take this for what it's worth. Um, share it with other parents if you feel like they could benefit from it. We 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 love that, and we want as many people to get out there and kind of understand kind of where we're coming from as counselors with video games and just find that balance like we've talked yeah. about that's that's kind of the end goal so thank you for joining us again this week we are so grateful for you and please contact us if you have any thoughts for upcoming episodes or if you need help or assistance in any way we're, we're happy to meet with you and our doors are always open yeah thank you so much and tune into our next episode that will be on the third of the three on, on social, social media, media the tough topics okay have a great week you guys thank you